back at it again. Birdie's not BS. I got my favorite co-host. She, well, shit, she's my only co-host. Cheyenne, what's happening? <laughs> what's going on? What's up? What's going on? Not too much. You know, I'm starting to like miss the interaction between you and I like in person. Like, I love that we're keeping the podcast going, but I miss seeing your face. Yeah, and I think just in general, it would be nice to interact with anybody in life because I don't know about you, but I've seen about the same people every day, and that's mainly my dog and my mom. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it's strange times, but definitely it has been different to uh, be recording virtually, as I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. Yeah, I, I feel like what we're doing right now is is reflective in the whole culture right now. People doing uh, Zoom this and Ring Central that, et cetera, et cetera, getting used to uh, this new norm. You know, luckily we got to play some yes. golf on, on Saturday, so it was nice to see you on the golf course, though distant. Yeah. <laughs> From six feet away, at least, yes, we kept our distance. Well, as many balls uh, no, as I hit was, in the desert, you know, it was definitely yeah. six feet away. <laughs> For sure. But no, it was definitely nice to get out, get some sun. Um, I will have to say, though, you know, like we said, we're all adjusting to this newness of our normal lives. I've been so impressed by the golf community and how people have been adjusting to courses being closed, not being able to practice. I've seen so many posts online of golfers setting up hitting nets. I've seen backyard makeovers with putting greens and chipping stuff. And I don't know about you, but I'm like, it kind of excites me. Like it's a new it fun thing that we can do at home. Um, although we're in Arizona and lucky to be able to go outside, but I'm just so impressed by people's creativity and their pure love of the game through all of this. I think people are surprised by their own creativity. I've seen, uh, yeah. I think the new golf ball is the ping pong ball, right? I mean, I've seen more people hitting ping pong balls around the house and guess that is a safe option. Do not hit most <laughs> real balls around the house and bang them off walls. And, but no, it's been interesting. I've seen, I've seen makeshift putting greens. I've seen um, chairs holding up multiple blankets used for hitting, uh, you know, nets. People inside, outside. They're... Inside the house, outside the house. I wonder if people are surprised by their overall creativity, right? Like, did you yeah. know you could do? I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> I didn't know it was possible either. And now it's got me looking at my backyard a little differently. Like, what can I do? Maybe I can set up, you know, some some hitting bays and have some mirrors out there that, you know, maybe I can't go to the golf course one day, even when all of this is over, said and done, done, you know, way in the past. But um, I feel like I might want to do something now. I'm inspired. Uh oh. All right. So now there's a, there's a, a <laughs> lot of companies that you can call to get done. What do you want to put a putting green in? You just want to bay? Like, well, what? we've you got can a have lot your perfect of backyard. here. Okay. Perfect backyard. <laughs> All right. Here we go. This is a good topic. Your perfect, perfect backyard. backyard. You know, I know you've seen Dave Pell's and, and even Jim Nance's backyard with, with replicas and, and a whole bunch of different holes. You have a decent backyard for Arizona. You got a lot of space back there. You've yeah, got tangerine got trees and, and, and <laughs> whatever other tree fruits that grow. I don't know. Yes, I said Lots tree of fruit. fruits. What would you do? Okay, so what I would do is, you know, I'll set up a little hitting bay where I can hit into a net. I can set up my track man to where I'm hitting real golf balls. They don't go in my neighbor's yard. I'm not breaking windows, and I can get accurate numbers, you know, just get my practice in. Um, I definitely want a nice little putting green. Got to work on the stroke. Um, I think can you that's hit all pitches? I need. Can you hit, like, could you, like, put a putting green back there and then, like, have, like, a pitching mat or a hitting mat that's away and hit, like, I don't know, 10 yard yeah, pitches. I think I can th get, I think I can get about 15 yard chips in. Oh, so you living. I'm trying I to think, be like you when I grow up. 
Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know what I've been doing for the last six weeks. I should have been <laughs> apparently remodeling my backyard. Under construction. That's what you should have been. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Talking about the perfect backyard, let's talk Arizona Phoenix first. Okay. A lot of people have places that they frequent, places that they love to play, places that they aspire to play. What are some of the places you kind of hear in the in the valley that you've played that you really enjoy, be it the course, be it the experience, or be it the staff at the course? Let's see. Um, so I've lived in Arizona my whole life, and I do have to say Arizona has my absolute favorite style of golf, which is desert. I just think it's so beautiful to play in the desert, the contrast of the grass, the cacti, the mountains in the backdrop, um, the weather. You really can't beat it. It's dry. It's nice and hot right now. 100 degrees this Already week. Already hot. Um, so, you know, Arizona from the start has always just been my favorite place to play. Um, golf course wise, oh, there's so many, um, it's a tough call, you know, right? So yeah. many good places. I mean, there's so many great golf courses. So in growing up here, I've played so many courses here in Phoenix, but some of my favorites, you know, just growing up childhood, favorite courses, Kierland right down the street. I had my favorite golf. I had my first golf lesson ever at Kierland when I was about seven and I still go there almost every day to this day. So that's, you know, childhood favorite. Uh, Southern Dunes down in South Phoenix is actually a true property. One of my favorites out here, always in great shape. Um, and I think anywhere in Northern Arizona, Sedona, Flagstaff, it's just, you can't go wrong. How about you? I like the champions course at TPC Scottsdale. Like not the stadium course. I like the stadium. The stadium's cool. Across the street. Yeah. Across the street. Like I feel like that course yes. gives me a little more character and it's not as, it's not as demanding, but it's always kept in that TPC shape. So right. if you're looking for great options, the, the, T, the entire TPC network, they really keep great right. courses, you know, in their rotation. Okay. I have a question for you. Uh-oh, here We're obviously very lucky to live in Arizona. We have lots of options of courses to play, great weather, whatever. Um, if you were to live anywhere else and you could only play the courses in that state for the rest of your life, where would you live? Can I have like half the season? Like, oh, man, <laughs> that's such a tough question because there's so many. I prop one. I, there's something about California that I really enjoy. Yeah, uh, you can't whether, go wrong. You know, if I could live anywhere, I'd probably live in La Jolla. If I could just spin the globe and put my finger on somewhere I love and think it's super dope, love La Jolla. And there's a little course that I don't know if anybody's ever heard of out there that's called Torrey Pines. I absolutely mm. adore that place. It's got a special place in my heart. Even though the one time I did play it, it was overseas. It was like that October where they overseed and it was like horrible condition. But mm. the, the layout, the people, uh, you know, it's a public golf course. A lot of people forget that Torrey's a bubble. And you've got, you know, experiences out there. And it's a public golf course. You can come out and play. And it's just a beautiful facility, and it's right up against, uh, I forget the cove that's down off the hill or whatever it's called, but love Torrey Ponds, love Madeira's out there and, and Poway. There's just a lot of... <sighs> Man, yeah. and then if you go up north a little bit, you can hit Pebble, the Monterey area. My favorite golf course, Spyglass. That's your oh, favorite? Okay, that's, or in the area or like your favorite? So I would say my top three favorite golf courses in the world are Spyglass, Bandon Dunes, and um, Pinehurst. Well, I can only echo Pinehurst. Pinehurst is dope. I do enjoy yes. that one. But yes. I'm, you might have to call in a favor for me at Bandon or Pebble because those <laughs> are definitely on my bucket list. You kind of partial to Arizona. So Arizona side, where are you going to live? Mm, wow. Okay. And I'm not going to choose California because you just did. Fair. Oh, it's hard because I hate Florida, but there's <laughs> some great courses there. <laughs> 
Um, and that's no BS. That's no BS right there. Yeah, I can't stand Florida. Honestly, though, I would have to say going to school in North Carolina at Wake Forest really gave me a love for the golf courses there. I love um, the tree lined. I love the weather. I love when the seasons change. I love just the different architectures of the designers of golf courses that you can get variety. Um, I think I might choose North Carolina. And they have cookout. So <laughs> I would definitely go to cookout and Bojangles and oh, then go to the golf you course. You said the magic words right there. <laughs> like that's the best part of North Carolina of the South in general. You could go to I Bojangles. Know. They put a Bojangles in For those of you who are hometown. unfamiliar, they're both fast food restaurants. Not good for you at all. No, Athletes zero. should not be eating it. Yes, they should. But... It makes you feel good. And um, so, yeah. It's Southern Comfort at its finest. Pick. It's Southern Comfort yes. at its finest. So, okay. Yes. There are golf courses you enjoy playing, right? Be it whatever state. But what are some of the right. places that you really like? Maybe it's a tour stop that you really enjoy going to because of the people in the in the mm-hmm. course. Like, what are some of those places that that you like or enjoy? I think that's what's so unique about golf is that, yes, you're going to play this one golf course, 18 holes, but a lot of times a golf trip, a golf tournament is more than just that. Um, Like you said, it's the people, it's the weather, it's the city, it's the restaurants that are in the area. So for me, uh, playing on tour the last few years, my favorite stop has always been Portland, Oregon. Um, Yeah, Portland has such a cool downtown. There's a lot of foodies in the area. I didn't see that coming. Really? Didn't see it coming. Nope, missed that one. Portland, Oregon. Uh, we play a great golf course, but the downtown area, the food is just amazing. The people are different um, and they're cool and they're just, it's just good energy and it's just a really beautiful city to go to. They say a lot of people up in Oregon are like super chill. Now, I know they got all the weed and smoke in the world up there, but I am saying like <laughs> people are really cool. Like the people I've met from Oregon seem really dope. And I mean, you got like Pumpkin Ridge out in, in Oregon. Exactly. There's some really solid spots. Yes. What's the course yes. out there you guys play? We play. Columbia Edgewater. It's right next to the airport, not far from downtown. So for us, like we go to some really cool places, but we also go to some cities that are kind of in the middle of nowhere. Where it's a little more, it's a little quieter, uh, more so just focused on golf. But when you go to a city like Portland, I feel like you get the best of both worlds. Uh, you have a great golf tournament and then you have a great city that you can enjoy as well. And it just re- it creates a really well-balanced week for us out there. So, Doug, you've played a lot of competition golf a lot of competitive golf um and you've also played and traveled a lot just for fun what's been your favorite stop or somewhere that you just can't get enough of i'm I'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you one place for sure and it always comes to my mind when i think about golf and it's bogota colombia you know i've Mm. had the chance to go down there three or three or four times i can't remember a few times three times i think and i've I've got to play a few courses down in, in that city and it is definitely a treat um, one, the food is phenomenal. The people are amazing, and everybody's pretty down in Colombia. Like everybody's gorgeous. Like I don't understand <laughs> everybody. The, and the, the accents, dogs, I'm sure, are the just... dogs are pretty in in Colombia. Oh, <laughs> um, the culture is so so rich. It's great, and the golf courses are some of the best maintained courses I've ever seen. Wow. Um, and I don't know if you've ever played down in South America, um, and even a couple places in Mexico. I played uh, in Aguascalientes, Mexico, and. You know, what I like about playing golf in, in Latin America is the clubs or, or the compestres are, it's a hub for just social life 
you know, in, in some of these areas. So it's not only the place where you play golf, but it's the place where the, the youth recreational sports leagues are, the squash courts, the tennis courts, the even the basketball courts, you know, there are fitness classes and gyms and all these things are happening right there at the compestry. So um, I really enjoy, you know, playing golf in Latin America and uh, completely flip side to that sneaky place is Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio, by far, has to be one of the sneakiest, best golf towns you can go to. So I'm about to come right back at and you with that one. you're not biased at all. I'm not biased right. at all because I used to live there and I met my <laughs> wife there. But okay, there's a lot. Like, think about golf. There's some sneaky cities, you know, throughout the United yeah. States where you can really play a lot of great golf in mm-hmm. the short, a short drive to each course. So, yes, which sneaky city would you say that is like that might surprise some folks that are good for golf? Somewhere that surprised me was when we played down in Alabama. Um, you know, down in the South, there's a lot of great Robert Trent Jones golf courses. And literally in the middle of, oh, what city is it in? I'll have to look it up. But somewhere in Alabama we were. And um, literally this beautiful, like, U.S. Open style golf course in the middle of the small town. And it was absolutely beautiful. Um, but you know, little towns like that where you find those hidden gems, I think are always exciting as a golfer. Yeah, you don't expect it. You don't. No, like, you don't. You go into this town that's got, you know, 1,200 people, and they, including the dogs and cats, and there's this championship, phenomenal, well-manicured, immaculate golf course. Yes, and I think a lot of people would be surprised. You know, they assume that you know the big-name golf courses. You know, okay, Scottsdale, Monterey, um, Orlando, wherever you might go, the big cities that are known for golf. Um, but there are a lot of hot spots and hidden gems within whether you're what, whatever part of the country you live in. So I would suggest people maybe do a little bit of research, find some hidden gems in your area or in driving distance, especially you know now where people don't really want to travel a whole lot. Um, but find some hidden gems and you'll, you'll be surprised for sure. And um, it's always exciting to find a new favorite course. So you never know. You know, domestically, and I'm going to come at you quickly with internationally because you are one of the most well-traveled people I know under 30, I say. Um, <laughs> Not you know, for you long. Look at pla- yeah, I know, right? But you look at places like Myrtle <laughs> Beach or my the most random – not random. It's not random. I, I don't want to disrespect the area. But, the you know, Kohler, Wisconsin. You know, you've Ooh, got – yes. You've got like 10 courses, you know, Aaron yes. Hills, Whistling Straits, Black Wolf Run. Uh, yeah. there's, there's, and I'm, I'm leaving out a couple because I forgot, but it's cool. Like that's an area that is a hotbed for golf. Absolutely just all you want. Yeah, and would catch a lot of people. I mean, if you're a golf nerd, you would know about it. But most people wouldn't think, okay, Kohler, Wisconsin. Well, we all are, right? (laughs) But a lot of people would not assume, okay, Kohler, Wisconsin. Like, what are you going there for? Why are you vacationing there? But they have some of the best golf courses in the whole country there, right next door to each other. So... It's like, isn't that the guy that made the sinks? Yes, we are talking about the Kohler family uh, that makes the sinks and the faucets. That's exactly what we're Isn't that where their headquarters is? I remember driving by it and like they have all the warehouse and. I'll have to take your word for that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've never been to West Coast. They do. Oh, okay. I've never been to West Coast. They do. Okay, they do. I had a chance Um, to play Aaron Hills, but I missed it. And uh, it was right after the US Open. So I'm still kicking myself for that one. So internationally, we're going global because. Our show's global. I don't know if you guys know that or not. But we're yes. global. Like Cheyenne. Shy, internationally, what do you like? Um, any golf course in the country of Scotland, because I love Lynx golf. Um, and Why? A lot Why of do the, you love Lynx golf? I just, 
I love, well, I hate cold weather, so that kind of goes against that. But um, I love the elements. Whether it's cold, it's windy, it's rainy, you have to adjust. Every day is so different. Every day the golf course plays completely different. Um, I love I love a good knockdown shot. And Lynx Golf just is set up for that. You control your ball flight. You can be creative around the greens, from the fairway, use the slopes. Um, and it's beautiful. You know, there's not a lot of elevation change. It's pretty flat. So once you're looking at the course, it's just so relaxing and peaceful to where you just look out and see everything. And Scotland, to me, has always just been the purest form of golf. It's where golf originated. Um, there's so much history out there around the game of golf. So for me, it's just it just feels like you're getting back to the roots of what the game was built around. What is Lynx golf anyway? Like, what is- <laughs> I don't know the exact definition, but to me, Lynx golf means very flat. Um, a lot of times you can't tell the difference between the green and the fairway. Um, very firm. Uh, it's made to play very firm, usually very windy. Oh, the bunkers are nasty, right? Everyone's seen a British Open or St. Andrews and you don't want to be in the pot bunkers. Yeah. I mean, that's Lynx golf to me. Yeah. So Lynx golf have is, you played much Lynx golf or not like overseas? I've never, I've never been overseas to play, but you know, I actually grew up on a Lynx style golf course, uh, back home in Kentucky. Um, you know, with the links uh, layout, you're going to see a lot more holes running parallel to each other with thicket between the two fairways. So th- because the land isn't so um, divided by the holes and the and the trees and the waters and those types of things, you're going to get a lot of holes that run uh, parallel to each other or they run uh, perpendicular to each other or they actually will go straight out towards a, say, a south mm-hmm. direction and they'll come straight back in on a northward direct direction or they'll, you know, it could be, they work in a circle like it, like at Mirfield village, you know, it's, it's a different style of golf. It's a different design as it relates to how the course is. There's not a lot of trees, um, in link style golf. And it's, like it's, none. A, <laughs> it's a style of golf where you got, you can play a ground game. And that's one thing I want to ask you specifically because out here in Scottsdale being a new Arizonan, I feel like there are some parallels between links golf and desert golf. Like, how do you feel like, I feel like you can play a ground game, well, when you don't have to hit it over the desert, clearly. But there's a right. lot more ground game you can play. Yeah, and I think with Arizona being so naturally dry, obviously firm ground, it is. there are some similarities to how you can play. We don't have the wind, you know, we don't have the elements of having to deal with any type of weather. But, um, you know, depending on, obviously, the course design, um, Arizona would naturally set up for a link style of play where you can keep it on the ground, you can putt. You know, we don't have that thick Bermuda rough like out in Florida or in the South. Um, so you can be a little bit more creative around the greens, bump and run, putt, and just be a little bit more creative. All right. So before we get technical, one question. You get one golf course to play every day, anywhere in the world, but you're not going to play anywhere else. What course are you playing? I play it every day for the rest of my life. So that means I have to be there every day. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a figure of speech, but... Because I'm going to pick it, the course down the street. <laughs> okay. If I had to play a golf course every day, um, honestly... Okay, I'll pick one I haven't said yet. Royal Melbourne in Australia. One of my favorite... Another one of my favorites internationally. Uh, they had the President's Cup there last year. Amazing. Again, another link style golf course, but... Um, just absolutely from one to 18, just beautiful. And we'll and take very, your very word challenging. For it. Yes. Okay. What about you? Give me yours. 
I knew it was coming. I wasn't. I should have not asked that question. You had time. Come on. One course to play every day for the rest of my life, public or private, or any. Doesn't Either. Matter. Either. <sighs> I'm gonna say San Francisco Golf Club. Ooh, fancy. I know it's it's everything you want and dream golf wow. could be, and there's wow. provies on the range. So. Oh. I know. Yeah. It's a good That's feeling. how you know it's a fancy golf course. Yeah. Right. <laughs> When the pro bees are stacked up in pyramids on the range, and it's like yeah, you throw a couple of them in the bag. That's like trick or treating. <laughs> hey, why are you telling my secrets? Like everybody sh- does it. Keep that on the low. It's like why would I use my own pro bees? I use the ones from the range. I'm kidding. <laughs> Please invite me up. All right, so now it's time to get technical. But today we want to talk about how to not get too technical, especially right now where there's a lot of videos, there's a lot of information and podcasts like us, but we're good. Yeah, we're good. And uh, no you know, golf channel of just drills and information and things to try to help you with your game. But sometimes it's too much and sometimes you just don't want to get technical. So how can we, how can we not do that? Here's the first thing. How do we know? It's hard to know. That's the problem with, with all the information and the sensory overload that's coming from social media and the golf channel and, and, and the, the various periodicals that come out around golf, because we all want to get better. You're, you've been playing golf for your whole life. I've been playing golf my whole life, and we're still trying to get better every day. So when we do hear uh, Gankus, shout out to George Gankus for being on our show. When you do hear George Gankus talk about getting Scooby, Scooby might not be for you. You might not need to get Scooby. I don't know what the opposite of it is, but you might need to be working on that. So it's, it's hard to discern, and I really don't have an answer for this, to be honest. I just need people to be aware. It's hard to discern... Um, information that a coach is giving to another player that you're taking and adopting and trying to bring it into your own game. And you, you might be doing what this coach is trying to teach this player. So by you taking his information or her information, you might be exacerbating what you already do and making you worse. Right. And I always tell people that it's great to have just maybe one or two swing thoughts that you want to work on. And with that, you have one or two drills So yes, you might be slicing it. You might be having trouble with weight transfer. You might be having five different things wrong with your swing. Just pick one, maybe two that you want to work on. Because I think that's another way that people can get too technical is by taking on too much. Um, Even as a professional, I might have a few things off of my swing. I really just am focusing on one at a time. Um, That's all you can really handle. You know, it's a lot of overthinking at some times. So that's good advice because I, I found myself – I got to a point where I, I was following every golf coach. Like that was really good to me on Instagram. And every day when I was playing, I would look and see. And I got lost in the weeds to a point where I didn't even know what the fund, fundamentals were of my own golf swing. I didn't know right. what – like there's something good in everybody's move, right? There's something good right. that you do. So if, there, if you can take that one thing that's good and build upon it, like make that good thing your foundation – Maybe it's the way you transfer your weight, or maybe it's your your takeaway is really, really good and on plane, or maybe your follow through is really good. Like build upon those things rather than trying to redo and recreate everything. Right. You don't have to be a perfectionist and you don't have to be Tiger Woods. Um, be you and just make your own game the best that you can. All of our past episodes are able for you to go back and re-enjoy, because I know you enjoyed it the first time. So be sure that you're re-listening to episodes and ingraining some of the things that I'm saying, because I'm giving you the real. I don't know about what Cheyenne says, but what I'm telling you right now is the real facts. No BS. All birdies. 
So don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Birdies Not BS. And check us out on all podcast platforms. Don't forget to subscribe. And like Doug said, check out the older episodes and you'll find some hidden gems and some information that maybe you missed the first time. Also, write us a review. Let us know what you think and keep them questions coming at me or Shy or even our producer, Monty Bell. We see everything. We won't see you, but we see what you say. So keep them coming and y'all will hear us next time.